What is good? It's Latoya Sheree, and we're in episode 63 of the Get It Out the Mud podcast. And in this episode, <laughs> we're going to talk about Kevin Gates again. <laughs> um, yeah, he's one of my favorite rappers. Um, honestly, when I first heard him, he wasn't, but now he is one of my favorite rappers. Because I honestly didn't understand him and his concept. I mean, I'm from up north. And so we listened to a certain type of swag and style. But when I got to really listen to his music, I fell in love. And what made it what made it solidify for me is when my spouse listened to him every day. All his music, everything. Like, all the time, every day. Every YouTube post, everything. You know what I'm saying? He's always on it because he really like disrespects Kevin Gates and so as he grew to respect I grew to respect and I learned how genius and dope this man is so anyway in this episode we are talking about Kevin Gates song prisoner in my own mind I feel like this is a really, really, really dope song I actually talk about because lately I've been feeling like I'm a prisoner in my own mind um, and I do feel like the walls are talking to me, not literally, like I'm not going in fine, but I do feel like in, in order for me to, you know, if you listen to my weight loss journey episodes, I have to talk about all my feelings to get it out. This is my actual therapy, you guys. You guys are actually my therapist. I'm just letting it all out because I can't hold this stuff in. I have to let it out so I can move forward in my own journey. And maybe it'll possibly help somebody, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I am a prisoner in my own mind. So we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the Kevin Gates song, Prisoner in My Own Mind, briefly, and tell, it, and tell you why this segues into what my thoughts have been about lately as of yet. All right? All right. See you after the bristle. So, yeah, we're back after the bristle. Um, so of course it's Latoya Charvin, and we're talking about Kevin Gates' song "Prisoner in My Own Mind." Now that is off his new Apple, ah, not his Apple, <laughs> not his Apple. Maybe I want an Apple, but I can't have one right now. It's too early. Um, yeah, that is off his new album, um, I Am Him, which is dope as hell. Like the album is so sick, like so sick, no ammonia. No, I don't like that one. So sick, no pneumonia. There you go. Cool. My brain is just in a whole nother level because it's 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm recording these podcasts because stuff is on my mind. Um, Yeah. So, Kevin Gates' song starts off, I was young when my mama had me. Which, I, I wasn't young when my mom, I mean, I was, I think my, I don't know, I don't understand. I think I said it wrong. But he was talking about he was young when his mama and him got into an altercation or something like that. And basically, he was out there doing the street life thugging. You know what I'm saying? And 
he felt like the black sheep of sheep of his family, you know, and I mean he was always trying to reach for love and it always seemed like he wouldn't get the thing that he was reaching for the most. And, you know, even now as Kevin Gates is an adult, he talks about how much he loves his family now because of the fact that that's all he ever wanted was that appreciation, that love, not to feel like a black sheep in his family, to feel important and useful. And, how when he was younger, he didn't feel like that. And honestly, I 100% relate to that. Um, with me being adopted and even as an adult, I, like finding my family members again that I did were able to contact when I was 19 and finding out that my birth mother died, finding out that my sister died, my other sister died, and then my father doesn't even know about me technically, my birth father, and then... You know, seeing all these family members who are on my mother's side of the family who will not really talk to me because of the fact that they didn't even know about me. You know, they didn't even know my mother gave me up for adoption. I felt like the I feel like the black sheep in that family because I know I can't talk to them about how I feel about being adopted. Like, I can say some things, but not everything because that is our mother and they grew up with them and they have defense systems and they tell me straight up like I'm not going to allow you to say certain things because that's our mother and she's not here to defend herself and it makes me feel sad because it's like you just have to get over it you know you just have to live that and for me it's all about healing and going forward and being a part of the future and I know my mother gave me up for adoption for me to have a better life I realize that but it really sucks that I won't be able to talk to her about it and, and really get to know from her mouth what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know what that noise is. That's quite annoying. What the hell? I hit you with the quite real quick like I'm English. That's quite annoying. <laughs> but nah, um, I really... I just really feel like I missed out on a lot of moments. And even though I know that I had no control over how my birth mother felt and she didn't want to see me at the time, I really feel like I missed out on an opportunity. Maybe I should have pushed more. But my brain was somewhere else. I wasn't really concentrating. I was just so excited to even hear her voice. You know what I'm saying? But it was important to me because, like, when I grew up, you know, you know, I grew up in, I was born in Newark, but I was raised in Brownsville, New Jersey. And I didn't have a lot of family from my adoptive family down there, you know. And so I would go visit, you know, at the time I didn't know I was adopted. I would go visit my family in Florida. And I'd always be like the odd person because, number one, I was from Jersey. Number two, you know, a lot of family members knew I was adopted and I didn't even know. And then, you know, the ones who didn't know, like... It was just so many traumatic issues that happened. And for me, like, I always knew that I was not the fit in. Like, I would wear sneakers or blah, 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 blah. Like, I would be a little bit more, you know, like, just different in my whole swag. When As I grew older, I grew a different type of style and swag. And I would be different and people would just not be able to relate to who I was, you know what I'm saying, 
like when I was a kid, I was more like girly tomboy. When I grew up, I was really like, because it was that time in the 90s, I mean in the early 2000s, when up north, everybody was wearing Tim's and jeans and, you know what I'm saying, Reebok classics and t-shirts, you know what I'm saying? That's what everybody was wearing. Like, we wasn't dressing up in dresses like that. It's mad cold up there. And so that's what I wore. And then I remember being in high school and my family telling me I got to dress this way or dress that way because da-da-da. And I remember, you know, being around people and then making me feel like when nobody going to want me because of the way I was dressing. You know, I wasn't attractive. And I always felt like undesirable and I I always struggled with that insecurity because of that side of my family and because of even my ex-husband's family you know what I'm saying that really was like a big issue um for me and sometimes I can hear a song and it's like deja vu like I feel that moment like because certain there were certain songs during a certain time period in my life where I remember hey this was popping during this time. This reminds me of my ex-husband. Or this was popping during this time. This reminds me of being in high school. And then it upset me back a bit because I remember, like, some of the shit that I was going through with my cousins or, you know, you know, everything. It was really hard, like, because I had to strip down. I had to lose my accent, like, a lot of it, you know what I'm saying, just to fit in because, you know, because I... You know, it was, you know, I was different. And I wasn't supposed to be different. I was supposed to look and be like them. And I think that was a big reason why I suffered through an identity crisis this year. Because it kind of brought back. Like, I was trying to figure out what name should I be my, you know, my name that my mother gave me. Which was Melissa Benita Davis. Bernita. Bernita Davis. Sorry. Melissa Benita Davis. Or should I be, um... Latoya Shari Johnson. Should I be that? Or should I be Toya? Or should I be Jersey? Like, who should I be? Like, I was suffering that because I was like, because I was like, who, what would they accept me as? You know what I'm saying? And I realized that, you know, I hate to say it, when my mother gave me up for adoption and my other mother, my adopted mother, changed my name, Melissa Benita Davis died. Like, she, it was over for her. It was a wrap. And I feel like that's one of the reasons why my mother knew, like, you know, it was over. And my birth mother. And it just was a whole lot. It was a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? For me to, like, really think about. Like, sometimes I'll scroll through Facebook and for me, it will bring back hella bad memories. Not memories of shit that I actually did. But regrets of the fact that I was never there. I had no control over being there. But sometimes I could see, like, how I was missing and I'll never play a role for real, for real. Like, I'm a void there. And no matter how much try, how much I try to fit in, it won't work. It's like... It's like... Can't I can't really explain what it feel like. It's like this. Have you ever had like have you ever seen an animal on animal planet or even on like like have a pet? Like 
where they where the mother was nursing the pet like a dog was nursing their their dog their baby and then all of a sudden a human touched it and then they wouldn't the 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 dog wouldn't touch it no more like so the dog so the baby pup was left there to die and so somebody else had to come in and nurse the pup and they became like one of the family but they were never really the same so you know you look like them but your mother won't recognize you and your family kind of like they'll be cool with you but they know they they can't say that they grew up with you because you grew up with somebody else who is not like them and they think you're the same but you're different it's just a whole complex issue but i'm not gonna lie i'm glad that, that happened because it taught me how to adapt it taught me how to be strong and how to be able to maneuver and make anything or everything my family for that moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have four people in my squad that hold me down every day. The main three are with me every day. Them is my three. Them is my groundbreakers. Them is my, like, the four people, I'm including myself. But, you know, I mean, that would technically be a fifth. But my main three people, my people, my squad, who live with me, my family, my, my son, my daughter, my men, like, them is my people. But I didn't have that, you know, when I was a kid. You know, I didn't have that identity of this is my blood because I was adopted. And I didn't know anybody who looked like me, talked like me, acted like me. You know, when my adopted father died when I was 14, I didn't know nobody like me. Like, up north, at least there were people who talked like me and who kind of acted like me. They might have not been my family, but there were people in my class that I was really out of left field when my pops died, like so hard. And when I look at pictures of him, like, you know, every once in a while, it brings back these bitter memories of everything, like stuff that happened when I was a kid with him or things that he would tell me. It was just a lot. It was a lot, like a lot of bittersweet memories. But I realized that if it wasn't for that shit, I wouldn't be who I am. Like, I don't care if I live in a cardboard box. I made it out of that. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I see it. Um, I'm at that point where I'm like, yo, you got to be thankful for everything, good, bad, or indifferent. Because in order to know great success, you must know great pain. So, like, I'm quoting... Kevin Gates on the push his own, but I'm saying it very loosely. But yeah, I really 100% believe that. That's why I do admire Kevin Gates. That's why I do love his songs. That's why I do respect him. Because he tell my story through his raps. He talk about what I really feel. Like, I can't say that about any other rapper. The only rapper that I talk about other than Kevin Gates is Jay-Z and Nas. But mainly Jay-Z. Because, I mean, I always looked at him as, like, a father figure. And the irony, like I said before on my Instagram post, is this man look like my father. Like, I, you know, for real. And it, it just really does something to me. Like, you know, anyway, like, I really feel like when you have issues from the past, you need to talk about them. You know, when you sit alone in your mind, what do you think about? What do you think about? 
Like, seriously, what do you think about when you sit alone? Have you ever sat alone? Have you ever sat alone in a room and just had time to think? Do you think about good things? Do you think about bad things? If there's a lot of issues hindering you, you need to talk about them, get them out, vent it. Let it go, you know, because it's not going to be no better. Sometimes issues don't really come across you until you have a chance to settle down. Like, honestly, I didn't really get the issues to come to my way and start really thinking about it until a few years ago, you know, start thinking about some of my past issues because I never really settled down and thought. That was the first time I didn't have to do certain things. I didn't have to do this. I wasn't always busy with school. Like, I had already graduated. That was the first time I was either overwhelmed with a bunch of stuff because I was taking five classes, going to work. It was the first time that when I did have a day off, I was just chill. You know, and I had moments that just triggered me to think. And it made me realize that I have a lot of issues from the past that are not sorted out. That in order for me to be successful, I have to sort them out. I I advise the same thing for anybody. Go to therapy, pray, you know, talk to a best friend. You know what I'm saying? Go go to church. Do whatever you got to do to get you right. Because you you really can't succeed fully and enjoy it if you're always thinking about how bad your past was and how people downed you. You know what I'm saying? So with that, I'm going to wrap up this podcast. I'm going to let you guys know that if you love what you have, you have everything you need. I love you guys. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Smooches. Peace. Thank you.